Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm going to be honest, don't really know what I'm doing. He was often a player that I would buy on Football Manager. That's already a terrible reason. From Jon Snow, Matt puts Dan's wardrobe to shame. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Look at him, the cat that got the cream. Ian Taylor said it was the worst thing he'd ever seen in his life. Monk, really, he's, what's he, I know Monk. he's manager. What kind of thing is that? Gary Monk. Five out of ten. I haven't finished yet. I cannot believe Gabby had bonded horse. That's crazy, that's isn't terrible. it? Yeah, we may well have lost listeners early doors again with a long, long-winded intro. Go, shoot. Hello, welcome to the Villa View podcast, episode number 11, with Thomas Julian and me, Dan Bardell. Thomas got to be careful this week because apparently his wife... He's having a go at his laugh. Well, it's not... going to try not to be too funny this week. Well, and yeah. make you laugh. Good luck to you. Uh, it's not not so much I have to be careful. There's nothing I can do. But she, um, as a surprise to me, she started listening to the show, not subscribing oh. or leaving us a review. Which Doing is, anything helpful, which is slightly annoying. But um, she was just like, "Oh yeah, I really like the banter, all that kind of stuff." But your laugh—it's so weird. I mean, I've I've clocked it a few times. It's not something I'd really bring up. But now, when you do it, I'm going to bring it up. Now I'm nervous to laugh. Obviously, yeah. I'll try not to be funner. As I've said previously, but you had a good week uh, so far. It's, only, it's Wednesday, hump day. Yes, yeah, Different we're recording day. Payday was a couple of days ago, which is always good. Yeah, uh, we're moving house. If you if you're interested, yeah, uh, I knew that anyway. So yeah, that's this is more interest than people listening or have no interest whatsoever. Buying off plan. So uh, for nice. anyone else that bought off plan, we get to see it tomorrow. So that's quite expensive exciting. as well. I'm not going to go into financial details, but it's, it's an expensive purchase. If L- you ask me. L- <laughs> London is not a uh, is a, not a cheap place to live. Indeed, but yeah, isn't. very excited. How about you? Yeah, How was your I'm week? Good. All right. Yeah, we went out last week, didn't we? Yes. On the Villa View podcast night out with Woo-hoo. Christopher. Christopher Dolan, a friend of the, of the channel. Did you, have, did you have a good time? Oh, lovely. Sl- you sloped off quite early, to be honest. I did. Yeah, well, this was part of the moving. We, so we've, again, more more moving updates. We yeah. have moved out of our current flat and are now kind of in uh, intermediate uh, accommodation, which is annoying. So we a loan to, deal. Yeah we, had to, yeah. yeah, we had to move all our stuff into storage, which was a pain. But uh, yeah, it was great to great to hang out with Dolan. We had lovely lovely steaks. We did nice, good steak actually. I forgot what the place is called. I would give it a little plug. Uh, Roxy's. Roxy's in Putney. Putney. Yeah. Really good steak if you want to go there. But now I think we should talk about Aston Villa because I don't want to annoy people by talking about our personal lives. So, Tom, I give you free reign. I let you choose the first topic. 
Oh wow! Thank you very much. No worries. Uh, well, you've you've actually made some notes, which is always a nice change. So, I've made those the last six weeks. I, I don't notice. I have your quality hasn't improved. I, um, I go off note. I don't sh- need it. Shall we talk about the uh, the biggest news as, as you came into the podcast studio? Saying what was that? The squad numbers. You're oh, all the squad excited. Numbers, yeah, very very exciting day in the Aston Villa fan calendar. The squad numbers being announced. A few surprises. In there for fellow squad number enthusiasts like me. You now you said that the squad numbers don't uh, matter, Matt. but to me, I can't. I really look forward to the squad numbers. I've I, got a bit of a weird fascination with squad numbers. I do have to say, and I know I'm going to get noise for this. I am 28 years old, so yeah. actually, squad numbers don't mean as much to me as maybe they did when I was 10. No, um, I get that. Good, good for you though. As a as a 30 year old man. 31. Uh, 31. Yeah. That um, um, you're excited. Tell us all about these changes. I think then. that you could. This is sad. I think from about 94, 95 onwards, I think you could fire any squad number at me and I'd be able to tell you who wore it that season. Yeah? I genuinely think that. All right, can I have three goes? I won't be able to confirm. Well, that's a problem. Maybe maybe prepare a test for me next right, week. Next we'll week. do a test, squad number test next week. That'd be a really exciting Ridiculous. thing for tell, people to listen to. Tell me about your uh, what you're excited about. Well, Richie Delat's been given the number two shirt, vacated by Nathan Baker, so that says to me that there's a chance that he may be first choice right back. When fit, Mika Richards has been dumped away from his number four shirt onto 17. So Chris Samba, the beast, takes that one. Makes sense. Chester's five, which was to be expected. I think that's a number he's worn previously at Hull. Same Whelan, six, wore that at Stoke for a long time. And Elphick's been bombed down to 24. So I think you can safely say Elphick and Gardner are off because they've had their squad numbers taken away from them. Possibly even Richards, actually. So, yeah, they could they could be on their way. Lansbury's taken eight. Really, I was quite excited to see get the number 10 shirt because yeah. Bruce said he was going to build the team around him, which I was really happy about in the number 10 role. And then, of course, we'll get on he, to gets, that. he gets injured, which yeah. we'll talk about later. Yednax took his 15 shirt that he had at Palace, vacated by fallen hero Ashley Westwood. Uh, Codger, 22, had that off Gardner. I think that's a number he's got a good affinity with. I think he wore it at Bristol City, if I'm not mistaken. Obviously, we all knew Terry was 26 and Al Mohammed took 27, which he had at Hull. So, interesting Squad number news there. I've got to say, your uh, your knowledge of squad numbers is a lot better than I thought ever possible. I so. mean, it's a pretty useless thing to have knowledge on. It doesn't really ever come in hand in any facet of life. Uh, you did tell me earlier that Aston Villa are struggling with the uh, letter R, which yeah. might be a problem for you come come shirt printing day. Yeah, I'm still like a child. I still, and I know I'm going to take a stick for this, and I agree that it's completely unacceptable. But I do like to get a name on the back of the shirt. I feel like your shirt's not complete unless you have a, num- a name and number on the back. So I'm going to do it. But I did plan to get Chester on the back. So the fact that they've taken the R the R numbers, not the R letter, sorry, yep. is not at Villa Park currently. He's going to pose me a problem because quite a lot of Villa's better better players have R in the name. Yeah. You uh, you might end up with, what? Oh, no, you can't have that. I was looking at, this was, I was looking at Yedinak at the moment. Hopefully the R situation's been resolved by the time I'm at Villa Park tomorrow. Alan Hutton seems an obvious choice. Not this season. He didn't score. I said if he'd scored last season, I would have got him on the back, but he didn't He didn't score, so unlucky Alan. When I was a kid and, and used to get shirts regularly, I'd always get my own name and number on the back. I don't feel you can do that at 32. I mean, if, it, <laughs> if, it's only, if it's unacceptable to get a player's name on the back, it's definitely unacceptable to get your own. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that yeah. at all. I think I got Petrov on the back last season. 19, because I just fan- I thought that he was going to make his big comeback. Classic. I just fancy getting it, because uh, to pay respect to him for managing to get himself back into the training and back in the in the fray, so I went with Petrov 
lasses. And a little story from when I was a child, which is probably up there with your terrible day on Dublin story. Which I still don't have an answer to. It must have been 93 or 94. I bought a, I got a goalie top. I went with my dad to the club shop to get my to get Bosnich put on the back, but they'd run out of ends. So I couldn't have Bosnich. And then obviously I couldn't have Spink yeah. either. So obviously there was a big problem going on here. So I ended up with Michael Oakes on the back and he'd never played a game. And my dad was like, are you sure you want to get Michael Oakes on the back? He's never, ever played. And I went with Oakes. I think it's your dad's responsibility at that point to go, no, Dan, we can buy the top, but we'll come back and get the name sorted at a later date. No, well, I don't know how it worked in those days. It's a bit easy to do those things now. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Those days, maybe you didn't want to come back again. Uh, growing up in the Birmingham area, was that something that you would do kind of at the start of every season? Because for, for me, it was always kind of a Christmas time thing. My birthday's in May, so it's not really good for getting a new shirt. But Christmas... No, no ideal time. Yeah. Christmas, you'd, I'd often wake up and there'd be a new shirt uh, under the tree, and that was a really exciting time for me. Was that the kind of moment for you at the start of the season? Uh, my birthday's in September. I used to get it in September. My dad was a bit tight, actually. He wouldn't let me get it in August and get a whole season out of it. He made me wait till my birthday. Because up until this year, actually, my mum and dad have still bought my shirt for me. Really? Every birthday, yeah. But they just transfer me the money and I'll go and get it at the start of the season now. So I, he, my dad's learnt. He likes me to get the whole year out of it now. And what about this year? Are they, they still doing it or have they cut uh, you off? I found an old Paul McGrath shirt that I wanted and I asked them to transfer me the money to get that. So I ended up getting that instead. Wow. So Dan Bardell, yeah. a thirty one well, a ten year old and a thirty one year old's yeah, body. I'm not gonna come off well. I've not come off well in this chat, but at least I'm honest. Yeah. No shame. It takes a lot to embarrass me, to be honest. I'd know that yeah. so much. Um you're putting money into the club, so that's a good thing. I guess the biggest news really this week is that football is officially well. It's almost officially here. I guess that's not really news, but it's I can't uh, wait. It's three or four days until until we kick off against Hull Saturday tea time. Excited? Uh, yeah, very much excited. Feels like it's been a long time since the football season. So it's pretty, I think it's bordering on pretty much three months. Bang on mm-hmm. since we were, since we were at Villa Park. So that's pretty grim. Mm. You know, I like the structure in my life of yep. going to the football. Saturday tea time, I'm not a massive fan of, but obviously I'm still going. Obviously, I'm still going to love it as long as long as we win, and I think we will win. Mm. I, yeah. I feel like uh, again, it feels a bit like when you when you get to the <laughs> when you get to the school holidays on Twitter this week. Everyone's been a bit tetchy, as if they're all just waiting for football to start again. Everyone's just yeah. getting on top of each other. We just want football. We need, to, we need stuff to happen, don't we? We need yeah. to start talking about real games. Yeah, and, it, and obviously. Probably, I'll probably end up watching the Sunderland game on Fridays. It's Derby Sunderland. I'll probably watch that just to be so excited that football's, football is actually back. I mean, I've watched all our pre-season friendlies, but I've not watched many of the others. Mm, no, me neither. No. I, I toyed with watching Liverpool Bayern last night and then didn't. I heard it was a, uh, a very good affair. Yeah, news, breaking news that's just come through on my phone is that Neymar has agreed a five-year deal with Paris Saint-Germain. Is that breaking? Well, yeah. Well, the contract agreed, bid agreed is. Okay. I think oh, that's obscene money. It's uh, almost four times the amount that Tony Jar paid for Aston Villa. I mean, that's just... You said his dad is getting paid like £36 million in loyalty bonus. But now I want to leave. How can you be getting a loyalty bonus when you want to leave? I, I read that as a loyalty bonus as if he had needed a loyalty bonus to his son. As if oh. like Neymar Senior was sticking by Neymar Junior, which I thought was very gracious of him. I mean, people say about like when we spent £15 million on Codger in the Championship that that was crazy money, but... I mean, people going for 200 million pretty much. That is, I never thought 
we'd see those days. I remember when Shearer going for 15 million and when it was a club, like a record fee in England, I was like, thought that was loads of money. And yeah. Now, David Beckham, madness. things like that, that kind of... Absolute madness. That kind of transfer saga, which, which we kind of grew up with, and now it, it feels oh, that's just paled into comparison, isn't it? So much goes into transfers now, it almost takes the enjoyment away away from it. I remember hearing that when Villa signed Carlos Sanchez, who, let's face it, didn't pull up many trees, wasn't brilliant. But when Villa were trying to sign him and they were in contract negotiations, I heard that like all his family and friends were there involved as well in his ear saying, oh, we want this, we want this. It's not, when you sign a player nowadays, you're not just signing a player, you're like signing the whole family and having to do things for the whole family. It's just go, it's going too far. Yeah, and they've, they've got foundations and stuff, which is, which is obviously great. Yeah. Um, but, but it's all part of it. It's, all, it's, it's, it's basically moving a business, isn't it? Buying a new business and incorporating it into yours. I mean, I'm pretty sure Neymar's dad was all right for money. Before the thirty-six million, so he's laughing now. Neymar's family's never going to have to work again. Any of them? Uh, yeah, I think they're. Uh, I think they're all uh, quite comfortable at this point. Uh, we've got a bit of transfer news at, at Villa Park. Yeah, Ali Sissoko is a record oh, breaker. Yeah, he's gone, hasn't he? Yeah. He um, he leaves Villa to join Yeni Malataspor. Good team. Don't uh, well, good pronunciation. Do you think? Yeah. Well, I presume. To be honest, if you've got it wrong, as long as you don't make it like. A funny noise or do something dodgy when you're saying it. I'm going to think it's right. Fair enough. Yeah. We'll, we'll take she it. Did. Uh, 1.3 million, and that's the most that, that Yeni Malatasport has ever paid for a player. Ali so, uh, Sissoko, trailblazer. How do you feel about that? I feel a bit sorry for it, for, the, for Ali Sissoko, to be fair. He's not been treated the best at Villa. He's been carried off on loan a, a few times. I never think he was that bad. Yeah. He was okay as a backup left back. Yeah, but he's not he, the best going forward. But he, defensively, he was okay. I think he, he he lacked a little bit of tactical nous for for the Premier League certainly, and and a Championship which is which is very quick as well. I just don't think he was suited to that. He just wasn't quite quick enough in 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 the mind playing. I don't think he's one of those players that is facially he always looked confused. Yeah, like even if you smile, he'd look confused, which isn't good on a football pitch. Just. I suppose if you like manage a show now, you when you look confused, even if you understand it, that's probably not a great trait. To a have. bit, bit like when Matt Lynch tries to take a touch, and, oh, the, and, the, and the ball is gone. That guy. <laughs> Dear me. Dear me. Um, after our last podcast, Aaron Tishabola joined MK Dons on loan. Yeah. Uh, I watched a video uh, of him. Yeah, I saw that. We talk about the same video. Well, do you want to tell us what we're talking about? No, well, no, no. Carry on. Carry on. Well, he was just basically making all the right noises. Uh, no, that it, wasn't the one I saw. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't be. He uh, he was giving an interview. Kind of saying that he was going to MK Dons to um, where where great academy players have prospered and, and gone on to good things. He said he needed to work hard, get himself back into the team. Obviously, he's still got um, three years, including this one, on his on his Villa deal. And I guess Robbie Nilsson's side can can give him a bit of a platform to show show maybe what he can do and get his head on straight. I'd be shocked if we saw him play for Villa again. I think he's finished, especially while Bruce, his manager, Bruce just doesn't seem to have taken a shine to him mm-hmm. at all. I wish, wish him all the best. Obviously, he's never done anything majorly wrong for Villa, I mean, but we've spent nearly £5 million on the kid and we've barely ever seen him. Well, that's that's important as well, isn't it? Like he's, a, he's a young player and if he does show something good in League One and maybe helps them um, achieve a kind of a playoff finish or something like that, then then maybe he earns his chance again. I can't see him getting back into the reckoning of Villa. You'd like to think this time next year we'll be talking about Villa in the Premier League. Yep. And is he good enough for the Premier League? I mean, I, I saw a video on the MK Don's Twitter of let's look at Tisha Bowler's best bits and it was literally just him making five-yard passes. Really? That was all there was All there was on there. They obviously couldn't find any footage. Yeah, I mean, I guess nobody's disputing that he hasn't performed to his best so far. But like you say, £5 million, there must have been something there that we saw... Um, 
to, well, to, Steve to, Clark. to make that chance. He played for Steve Clark at Reading, didn't he? Yeah. And then Steve Clark became our assistant manager and wanted, obviously rated the guy highly, but obviously not many other people at the club have rated him mm-hmm. that much. So he hasn't he hasn't worked out. It's just one of them, isn't it? Obviously, like probably 50% of our transfer business last summer has ended up not working. Yeah. One of the other transfer news, well, it's not so much news, but more comment from... From manager Steve Bruce, who said he wants a couple more loans in before the end of the season. Um, he talked about the, the Chelsea youngsters, Tammy Abraham, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Izzy Brown, who have all gone to Premier yeah. League teams. Um, and he said he wanted to emulate David Wagner at, at Huddersfield by using the loan system and um, and really making a push for, for the Premier League. Obviously, that is all Villa fans' aim. But there's, there doesn't really seem to be much room for another youngster. We, we've got our own youngsters. Do we really need another one? I'm looking at that squad, and I still think that squad's pretty much set. Grealish being out is a blow. I mean, I saw something today that says he's out for six months. But from the horse's mouth, it's three months, mm-hmm. as, far as, as far as I know. So I don't really think we need anyone. I, think that is a, I mean, you've got people missing on there as well. The young players, Lydon. Uh, Callum O'Hare Callum O'Hare people who Hepburn Murphy Keenan Davies people that have been involved in the first team to me we don't need anything I still don't think we need anything and if we're going to get someone in on loan now I can't think of any young players obviously you've mentioned Abraham the Loftus Sheiks they're the ones that would really really improve you mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's anyone else knocking around that would really really improve us I'd rather see the youngsters that we've already got be given a role in the squad, because if not, get rid of them on loan, because there's not much point in them hanging around at Villa this season. They may as well go on loan and get some football under the belt. Totally, yeah. I think that's that's really important. Uh, Steve Bruce obviously has a, is a is a crafty mind when it comes to to Championship promotion. He's done it four times at this point, and he he knows what he's looking for. But hopefully, I mean, we've talked about it before. Hopefully, what he's looking for is is under his nose already. Well, I'm looking at this squad, and there's a few here that won't play any any games. I'd wager here that there's McCormack, Gardner, Elphick, and I think that's probably it. Maybe Mika Richards, maybe because of fitness in the main. They won't play any football this season. We've got three goalkeepers there, so you'd be surprised if all three of them had any football at any point. If they all played, I'd be surprised if they all got a game this season. I think Steer's probably going to start as number two this season, which I, which I agree with. But I still think that squad's set, supplemented with youngsters. I think we're... I think we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe a centre back, a fourth centre back would be the only place I'd say we're short, unless one of the youngsters is going to come come through. But we've not really seen much of them in pre-season, and you'd have thought they might have been in and around the bench on Saturday, and they weren't. None of the youngsters were actually on the bench. Yeah, on Saturday, so Baker going was a surprise to me. That's something that disappointed me. To yeah. be honest, again, I saw on on Twitter. So, um, I can't remember who made the point. It was a very good one though. There, there, there comes a point where Baker gets a say in this as well, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, he, he's wanting first team football, and at this point, he can't see his way through, especially when you signed Samba as well. You know. Yeah, but I wouldn't have had Samba in ahead of him. Obviously, Steve Bruce thinks differently, but bringing a 33 year old on a one year contract at the expense of losing Baker, who's one of our better performers last season, who would be an excellent third choice centre back option to have, that's a surprise to me. I don't disagree with that, but the. But the money comes into it as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the fee is more than has been reported. As well. I think with clauses and stuff and appearances and stuff, we're due to do about £5 billion. Really? For him. So that is, I get that that is a, a good price. And obviously, if, we, if we're not selling a Marvy because his name's been t- tarnished, then we needed to get that money from somewhere. And it says a lot about some of the players in this squad who we want to get rid of that we can't get rid of them. And I know Matt's been very vocal about that on Twitter. If people are going to pay for Baker, 
and not necessarily going to want to pay for Elphick Mika Richards then. Obviously, we've got rid of rid of Baker, but he's been a good servant. I, I wish him well. I've, got no, I've harbour no ill thoughts towards Nathan Baker at all. I wish, wish him well. I've been slightly appeased from him going, but I don't know. Still, it doesn't sit great with me, to be honest. Mm. His injury record is a bit questionable. And if we want to get to the Prem, I think he's still a Prem. I think he could do a job as a th- fourth choice in the Premier League, personally. Yeah, I don't. I know not everyone agrees with that. Well, I don't disagree with you, but I do think that at some point we need to we need to get rid of some of these players. And I think there was an offer on the table there, and Steve Bruce went, "Well, we're we're equipped here. Um, we're never going to get rid of uh, Mika Richards for the money's on. So we need yeah. to we need to cut some of the some of the players off the squad, and and, and Baker's been one of those. I take. A bit of umbrage, 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 umbrage or umbrage? Umbrage. Umbrage with uh, financial fair play because obviously we're having to work hard to balance the books to make sure we get through financial fair play. Paris Saint-Germain is spending £200 million on Neymar. What about their financial fair play? Well, La Liga have said that they're, they're going to try and block it, haven't they? Because they Won't get blocked. They don't believe that, that financial fair play is, is, is being taken into account. It can't be. Yeah. Can't. But when you're rich like they are, like mega rich, beyond rich, you can... Work things out in the books to make to make yourself play financially fair. Yeah, well, I think we're, we're going to get onto the the politics podcast in a minute, but yeah. but you're right that that yeah. but that, but that starts at the top with FIFA. You know, everyone has to kind yeah. of clear their books, um, and if you're going to do financial fair play, you need to do it rigorously and and it be properly means tested and everything like that. Well, but, if uh, FIFA are looking after it, then. That tells you everything you need to know, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One ma- one name that you did mention there, Dan, um, which I was. It was nice to see him back on the, back on the team sheet. He kept a couple of clean sheets with Jed Steer. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was the only guy that played in both games in the Cup of Traditions and kept a clean sheet again, as well against Wat- Watford. It uh, doesn't look like he'll be starting against Hull. Looks like Sam Johnson will be back fit. But it was great to see him back after a really troubled period in his career. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember him having anything to do. He wasn't a busy boy. You'd have never known that Watford were the Premier League team and Villa were the Championship side. There wasn't much between us. It was a pretty cagey game. So I don't think I learned much about Jed Steer in that game, but I'd like to see him as, as the subkeeper. There's more future for him than Mark Budd. Jed Steer's done it in the Championship before with Huddersfield. It makes more sense for him to be involved. Yeah, and it must be encouraging for the player as well. You know, at 24, when you're out for so long with such a niggly Achilles tendon injury and you, you just... You kind of feel like, oh, am I going to get there as a player? Oh, I mean, I've never felt like that, but it must. It you're must, not going to get there. <laughs> I'm definitely not. Spoiler alert. Um, but there must be those moments where you're just like, oh, I just wish. Oh, I know that I'm better than than being on the injury table all the time. He's one of those players that hasn't really caught a break. Yeah. Since he's been a Villa, there seems to be a few, a few of them. I mean, as a goalkeeper, I don't think inj- long-term injury will affect you as much as an outfield player. So someone like a core at Villa, for example, who had a lot of injuries. His career just got ruined. Gary Gardner, we've not seen the best of him, and I think a lot of that is down to injuries as well. With a goalkeeper, you wouldn't expect an injury like the one he had to to slow down his progression because it's not going to affect him on a game basis. It's not going to be psychological for him. Do you get get what I mean? I was just about to say the opposite, actually. I I feel like injuries for a goalkeeper can be even more psychological. You know, you're you're then scared to come out. scared to win the ball um, you're scared to be that little bit more physical than, than maybe other keepers would be and I think that's that's quite important a trait uh, we'll go against each other Yeah, we'll agree to disagree that's fine we yeah. can do that yeah. um, there was one one more sad sad bit of news and, and you've already touched about it with Grealish being out for, for three months made even more sad by the fact that, that and Greg Evans talked about this in the Birmingham Mail as well that Bruce's 
was trying to build his team around the new number 10, Jack Grealish, playing this 4-4-1-1 system. And now it looks like Jack will be out for for three months or however long it will be. That's such such a blow to a young man. Yeah, he's another one who I don't think catches a break. I mean, we've spoken depth about him before, so I won't re- won't repeat myself. But Villa has not been a great place to grow up for him. You stick him in a team like Southampton, he'll have been thriving by now for, for absolute sure. I'm sure because he's that good a footballer to me. I think he's a very very good player. And you could see the signs in the Watford game. He looked lively. He was drifting around the pitch, playing in his proper position. He looked happy. He looked set. He was linking up well with Green and Gabby, and then an innocuous injury has ruled him out for the, probably the first half of the season which is a, a massive massive blow especially if we are going with that 4-1-1 system because there isn't looking at his squad list there isn't really anyone else who can play that role especially anyone who can play as effectively as Grealish that was going to be my question to you who who then fills that how do, how do we go, we go back there? to 4-3-3 because I think he put Lansbury there in the second half against Watford and he's bed deeper for me he didn't look good in the number 10 role he's almost like he's starting off too far forward he needs to run a bit more bit more from deep. There isn't anyone there. Callum O'Hare can obviously play there, but I wouldn't expect him to just rock up and replace Grealish like for like. And there's a case for McCormack in the squad that he could do a job there, but he looks like he's definitely off. So that's not going to happen. So I'd say we're either going to go 4-4-2 or 4-3-3 now. Yep. No, it, it, looks, it definitely looks that way. It's just... I just get frustrated with these with these players, especially in the last preseason, uh, before the season starts. And again, it was against uh, Tom Cleverley, wasn't it? The, yes. the guy that he fell on as well. Of course. Um, so that's that's another unfortunate blow. So we wish Jack Grealish all the best, and hopefully, hopefully we'll see him back on the pitch sooner gets, rather than later. He gets far too much criticism, Grealish. Far too much criticism. I don't don't disagree with you, and I feel like I've said that quite a lot. And I feel like okay, now Grealish is injured. Green has got a good relationship with the fans. At the moment, but as soon as he has a couple of off games, there's a there's a certain element of the fan base that will turn on him as well. If you're not beating beating ten players and knocking the ball in the top corner, you get you get stick. So Andre Green will have tough moments this season for sure, and it would do well not to get on his back. To be honest, because I think that's part of the problem with Grealish. His confidence has been knocked because there's a there's a certain element in the Villa fans that are against him, and I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's all well and good criticizing people. I don't. I mean, I've sat here and criticized Alan Hutton. I've slammed him. For a year, but when I'm watching him and he's playing in the game, I get behind him because I want him to do well because he's wearing a Villa shirt. And we need to be behind the players from from the off this season. So, for example, we go a goal down against Hull. There'll be an element in the Villa fans that will start booing, say, "Oh, same old Villa." Here and we you go again. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. You don't need that at all. We need to get behind him this year. The fans can play a massive part in getting this club up. Massive part. Definitely, definitely. One thing I, I wanted to say about Grealish, and I tweeted it a couple of days ago, this is a massive moment for him as well, isn't it? As a, as a player who is going to be out for, for quite a while, not going to be able to train, not going to be able to obviously play, he's going to have to really be mature in his own, in, in the way that he treats himself and and the way the club treats him as well. You know, that has to be a really strong relationship so that he comes back stronger and better than ever. I, mean, I think he has grown up. Mm-hmm. I think he has grown up. That's two holidays now in a row where he's not been lying on the floor. Oh, it's always so good. It's progress. Yeah. Progress for him. So he's a, he's a nice lad. And he's a good footballer. Mm-hmm. And he loves Aston Villa. So I don't, well, I don't get what there is not to like. Well, that's... Okay, could he do more? Yeah, okay. Perhaps he could have done a bit more. But in a bit, in a bit part role, he's still got five goals and five assists last season as our second top goal scorer. Yeah. So... Come on. That says more about our, our yeah. goal-scoring ability than it does well, about Jack. The, but... That was a worry with the Watford game. Without Codger there, I mean, we don't look like we're going to score. Yeah. We don't ever look like we're going to concede. John Terry and Chester will be formidable. Mm-hmm. 
but you do worry where the goals are going to come from. And it's not that we haven't got the players to score goals. It is that it is perhaps the tactics. But first 15, 20 with Jack, we looked good. We were like playing nice football. I was impressed. Whelan looked a good addition because mm-hmm. he can do a bit of everything. Yep. He can tackle, he can pass, he's got a bit of bite. He's a bit. Of, he's a leader, he organises people. So he's like maybe even an upgrade on Yedinak, who was very good for us mm-hmm. last season. Whelan looked good. He was the one, I came away from that game, he was the one that really impressed me. Well, the pre-season is over. Real football starts uh, the weekend. If you wanted to check out the Villaview blog, which is uh, we're starting to crank again, is isn't it? it? There's an, oh, I was surprised to see that today. There's an excellent article there. I forget who it's by. It's good. Uh, I've not read it. Oh, I knew you oh, wouldn't I know. forgot. I meant to actually read it. Yeah. Right I was going to critique it. Do you know what? I, I, watch, completely forgot. I watch all your videos. Very supportive. And uh, you don't even bother to read the 400 words well, I put together. If you together. want to, for want of a better word, work for the Villaview doing the podcast, you should be... You should be watching the videos. You should be reading the uh, material yeah, as well. I've contributed to myself as well. Yeah, so pre-season grades are up. There's a, a little bit of analysis there. If you if you care to read that, that's give great. Me, to give me a tidbit from it. Give me just one a highlight from I, that read. I gave Scott Hogan a C plus. I felt like he showed glimpses of of, of what he can do for this team, um, but he wasn't in Would the right. Ro- uh, I didn't give all the players. Oh. I didn't. So I picked I picked kind of three of the best. Three that could maybe do better, and then a few honourable mentions as well. Hmm. Yeah. If you've missed out a key, key cock there, and Gabby had a decent pre-season. Well, you feel free to comment. I will. I'll be coming. I'll be, I'll, maybe I'll read it and give it a review next week. Oh, I look forward to that. Hopefully, we'll get some more blogs on our uh, on our website. No disrespect to our writers, but I don't see much writing. Oh yeah, well, I think I think now the season. If you're asking someone to do something for free, then fair enough. Actually. I think the season's about to start yeah, as well. There's a couple and, uh, that like, like an article. Yeah, I've got a couple more in my locker, which are coming up this week. So uh, yeah, so look out for those. Yeah, we're going to do some a, a kind of championship favourites preview. Nice. And then last year as well, we did we always did a um, a kind of scouting report to go along with your with your preview videos. Uh, so they'll start again. Oh, so yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you were doing that, weren't you? Thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks, yeah. thanks for taking an interest. Right. Uh, yeah, so keep an eye on the website as well as the YouTube channel. It's all good stuff. Speaking of the YouTube channel, there's going to be a couple more videos. Since yeah. since we were last here, actually, you've done the um, done, done the catch up with Greg Evans, which mm. was which was great. I really enjoy hearing what he's got to say. I, I find his I like Greg. I find his opinion very very valuable. Another one that gets a bit of abuse that shouldn't. I, th- I think that's a. Well, think that's a everyone gets abused nowadays. Maybe I, that's just a thing. I think it's a property you, of Twitter. Have you had any abuse yet? Not yet, but I'm not as big as you. Except from, from me. Yeah, mainly from <laughs> you. Um, one thing Greg Greg Evans said was uh, that he thought that Samba was a better or could be a better signing than Terry. I thought that was very interesting and maybe a little bit hyperbolic, but you can kind of see where he's coming from. I assume he's on a lot less money. Um, he'll be, I guess, he'll be used less, but as a as a kind of um, a backup man, ready to slot straight in there. He's earned his contract. I tie back what I said about Greg. Let's, <laughs> give, let's, give, let's give him some abuse. Let's give him some outright abuse. I, I get what he's trying to say, but I don't think he'd be more important than Terra. No. Terry is, is a monster. He, you could, there's such an aura about him. Watching, I was watching him Saturday. Yeah. Just a magnificent beast. I think, like I say, I think it's a bit hyperbolic. I think it's a bit... I did a weird thrust, thrust then, as I said. John Terry was a magnificent beast, which was slightly strange. I don't, don't know why I did that. Very interesting. Yeah, Thank, yeah. Thanks for telling. For audio listeners, <laughs> just, so they, just so they know. Yeah. Um, I've lost my train of thought Sorry. thinking about you thrusting. Sorry. Uh, yes, Chris Samba. Yeah, a little bit hyperbolic, but... Um, but could be a, a very good sign. I don't know what kind of money 
Samba's on. It can't be that At much. At one point, he was on quite a lot of money at QPR in the Russian side, who I'm not even going to try and pronounce. Yes. You know the one I mean, don't you? Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to do it, though. Are you with him? No, I can't remember. Well, no, let's forget that. <laughs> He's on a lot of money anyway in Russia and QPR. But I think it took him... He obviously was training with Villa for a long time. No other yeah. clubs kind of came in for him. So I think we would have probably got him on quite a decent deal. Yeah. Um, and well, he's been on trial for about seven months. Yeah. I'm surprised no one else has snapped him up, to be honest, in that time. Yeah. He obviously really wanted to play for Villa. So if you haven't seen the Greg Evans video uh, that Matt did last week, go go and check it out. And what yeah. else is coming up? We want to try and do more stuff like that. We've had Matt Kendrick on discussion shows, and we do want to try and get the discussion shows going again and stuff like that, get other fans involved, because it's a bit too... Bardell and Lynch-centric. I'd agree. For, for me, at the moment. We need to get some other people yeah. involved as well. We'd, so we'd like to do... If people like, let us know in the comments whether you like the chat with Greg Evans and we'll try and get it as a regular thing. I can, I can think of a few people we could perhaps tap up and speak to from a journalistic point of view, so that would be, that'd be good. We're at Villa Park tomorrow. We've got... So Thursday, for those listening. We've got a... I'm not going to go into too much because I always worry that these things will fall through. I'll sit here and say something's going to happen and then it won't happen. But I think we've got something tomorrow that's probably the first time it's ever been done by a fan channel, I would say. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'd be shocked if another fan channel had done what we're going to do tomorrow. A fan channel world exclusive? Is yeah. that what we're saying? I think so, yeah. We'll do some other videos as well, just, just me and Matt talking. So we'll get our uh, first game of the season preview rattled off. Tomorrow we'll do our predictions, obviously make ourselves look stupid in 12 months' time. I've come up with some quite gnarly shouts, actually. Yeah? I've, I've given my hand in mine into Roller. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to give us any tidbits? Or... I can tell you who I've put down to win the championship. Go on then. Fulham. Okay, interesting. Yeah, Fulham. And I've gone for a quite a Larry top scorer. As well. I'm not going to say that, but I've gone for quite a Larry top scorer as well what a lovely little tease if, if yeah. you were thinking oh, I'm not going to bother watching those videos they don't contain Tom now you definitely are aren't you <laughs> if anything there's more of a reason to watch it <laughs> if it doesn't contain you absolutely right. I'm, I'm, I'm out of news I'm just excited for the games to start now yeah, yeah well, I think that's all we've covered news quite in depth there we've yeah. got a few other things on the uh, on the list oh have you yeah me and Matt played in a charity game <gasps> oh, yeah. on Sunday Lee Hendry was heavily involved in ex-Villa player Lee Hendry obviously He's bloody good. Yeah? <sighs> Too good at football still. Really? Should probably still be playing the Premier League, to be honest. Yeah, he made me look silly on a couple of occasions, which is he, isn't hard to do on a football pitch. Is he, but yeah. is he that good? Or... Honestly, yeah. he was a different level to anyone else on really? the pitch, even the other ex-pros that he was playing with. Right. He was a different level to even them. So that video will be out soon. I think that's waiting on me to do something, actually, so i better get that done. Who? So what, what, was the, what was the premise of the game, sorry? Someone called Kirsty Miss AVFC mm-hmm. on Twitter works for the QA, so the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. And it was a charity match to raise money for the for the QA. She's got quite an interesting story actually that she had some. She used to play football herself, and she had a lot of heart heart problems, so she had to stop playing football. Got looked after at the QA, and then she's trained herself up so that she can. And she now works with the people that helped remedy Amazing. her. So yes, yeah, so she arranged a charity football match, and she asked me and Matt. If we wanted to play, and unfortunately I ended up having to go in goal for 90 minutes against ex-pros, which was uh, quite hectic. I mean, I was quite busy. You made a case for yourself, didn't you? The five aside. Five aside is a different ball game. Yeah. Eleven aside. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Maybe one goal I'm disappointed with. There's maybe a couple of bits of questionable positioning, but it's so hard. Eleven aside is so hard compared to five aside in goal. And I made a couple of good saves, but 
obviously I'll play at night. We'll wait and see a, the which video. Is a problem. I think uh, Villa View fans can be the judge of that, and we'll we'll wait and see how. Well, Matt came on as a sub. He wasn't trusted to play the ninety. Wow. I think he came on with about twenty minutes left and was offside about a thousand times. So he made a good impact as he always does. Uh, with those videos, challenges. with those videos, always like the behind the scenes because you you see the dafter moments of that. So we'll look forward to those. Yeah. Um, it would be remiss of me not to mention. Uh, a debut oh, on, yeah. on Saturday. Your uh, yeah. your debut on AVFC official. You were presenting the Facebook Live with Ian Taylor. Yeah, very very well done. That was great. Thank you. I mean, for someone who's obviously was never in with a chance of playing football professionally at Aston Villa, probably the next best thing for me is to go on and talk about my club for my club. So that was a great experience for me, and hopefully I'll be doing that a bit more this season. Yeah, I think, absolutely. It, went, I think it went well. Obviously, I've met Tails before. Lovely bloke, very, very funny bloke. I was really nervous. Yeah. Really, really nervous. Like I don't get nervous doing this. I don't get nervous doing any of our videos, but I had a few sleepless nights leading up to the Facebook Live. Because of the live element. It's a live element. Did like, you anything could go wrong? What were you like waking up dreaming kind of that you'd you'd just ball something up or something like that? Or I just was worried about for example, so used to saying welcome to the Villa View. I was worried about doing that. Yeah. That was the first thing I was worried about doing. It was just but Ian Taylor put me at ease straight away. As soon as I saw him again, he's just—he's so funny. Yeah. So, so funny. He's an easy person to do on camera with. Yeah. So he made me look better than I am as well. And it was good. it was nice to see you in a shirt for once. Nice yeah, to see, dress up smart. They nice, told to, me to. nice to have you dress up, you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. I try I try week on week, but uh, but no deal. A good debut. A solid debut for AVFC official, I'd say. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Solid. Very nice self-critique. Thank you. Yeah. Should we go you said, well, you said it was good. I did, yeah. I would have given yeah. you a 5 out of 10. No but, way. It's more know. than that. It's more than a 5 out of 10. When you take into account the live element. Listen, knowing you as a as a colleague and as a as a friend, it was amazing to see what you're doing. I know yeah. some people think that we talk too much about ourselves or, or, or the opposite. Hang on. Uh, about about the, opposite, uh, the opportunities that the Villa View boys get, but... You've crafted it yourself, and I think it was it was amazing to see somebody do something that they love. Like you say, the club you love, um, getting the opportunity is just brilliant. Yeah, I like to talk about it because I'm proud of it. Yeah. So, And it's thanks to the people that watch this stuff that, that I wouldn't be up there doing it otherwise. So thank you to everyone who's ever supported the channel because without them, I wouldn't be up there for AVFC official with my favourite ever Villa player. It was ridiculous. It seems ridiculous to me still. Hasn't sunk in quite properly. Should we do some yeah. comments? Yeah. Yeah? You do them. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, so, we're Bodie Smith. Uh, Villa are buying a lot of 30-plus players. If we don't get promoted in the next two years, who will they be left with? Um, if we don't get promoted next year... Middle, middle 30s players. <laughs> yeah, we could, be, we could be in trouble for financial fair play as well as having... A bunch of, yeah. of older players. Um, I think, I think in a club you have to have a blend of experience and youth. Um, I put this in in my article earlier today that you need. We've got a load of young players, so I'm actually not too disappointed that we haven't gone out and bought a load of 20, 21 year olds because we've got those players kind of coming through. I want us to nurture them, and if the experienced players um, are going to help get us up and and help lead those players, then I'm I'm not too bothered about that transfer policy. I think maybe we needed some more streetwise. Players, Yedinak, very streetwise. You'd expect, I'd have expected a bit more streetwiseness from Landsby and Horahan last season as well, because they know the championship. Well, but Whelan's probably another level to them, just in knowing what to do, knowing when to make the right pass, when to see the game out, things like that. So I think we needed a few more streetwise options. So Whelan especially looked very good. Looks mm-hmm. our best player on Saturday. So 
I'm happy with it as long as long as it gets us to the Premier League. Don't think we have to worry about anything because they if we're in the Premier League, they'll be with us for at most a year. Those players. Yep. So it's nothing to worry about. But yeah, I get the point though. If we don't go up, we're left with thirty-year-old players, but their contracts will be up by then yep. anyway. So it's pretty low risk. We've not spent a lot of money this summer. We're in profit, aren't we? Yeah. Well, yeah. we are. Yeah, we we kind of had to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a huge amount of choice. Uh, choice. Amo Fouts. I hope I've pronounced that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, love hearing you guys. Uh, helps me feel connected to Villa from Sydney. So that's great. Thank you for listening and watching. Good day. Uh, oh, I can't do it. Oh, that was so, so bad. So I just wanted to. I try, you know, I tried to do it without an accent, and it's something weird just came out of my mouth instead. That was I very just to say good day. I, I should have just done it like that. that was better. I, I hope we uh, take that as a little sound drop. Good day. Um, do you think we'll be playing? Three five two, and nope. if and if and if we do, who would you guys like to uh, see starting this formation? You're going to talk a little bit more about this uh, on the preview show, right? Well, we've gonna... only got three centre backs now, so we're struggling to play three five two because we've only got three. Well, some people have talked about Taylor playing a centre back. I, I still think that he's never done that. Okay, I might be wrong. I get things wrong quite frequently. You do. That's yep. my wife, but I'm sure it was Ben Davis that plays centre back for Wales, and Taylor plays left wing back. Russell Sturgis. Uh, raises an interesting question. Do we have a likeable Villa squad now? Recently, we've had a fair few unlikable players. Um, I like most of the people on there, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I don't really... I'm not one for getting into the personalities of players too much. I think there's a there's a few exceptions to that rule, but, but by and large, they've never done anything to me, a lot of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, some people have take umbrage with... I just used umbrage. Is uh, the word of the week? Uh, they they have an issue with John Terry. Um, we've talked about stuff like that before. I can't really think of. I mean, you don't want to be too nice. Yeah. You want someone to have a bit about them, like Lansbury, for example. When we played Forest, he, like, when Lansbury was there, he did my head in all game. Yeah. His sportsmanship. He was diving in. He was making bad challenges. He was at the ref, wasting time. He was doing the lot, and he was really getting on my nerves. And then obviously we were booing him and he pops up in the last minute and scores as the last laugh. So it's good to have a few people like that who wind the opposition up. I'm hoping to see more from Lansborough. Yeah. So we've got, I think we've got a fair share of people who would wind up the opposition. Lansbury, Terry, as you said. Uh, Gabby likes to wind up the Blues fans in, in particular. So there's still there's enough nastiness there for me. It's the right. Whelan's another one. He can be a bit nasty. There's enough there now. It's a good mix. I'm happy with it. Uh, Mr. MT had uh, a couple of comments on on your ode to Grealish, uh, as as we'll call it. He said, uh, "When was that? Oh, I don't remember doing that." Last Apart week from today. Last week you wrote the article of Birmingham Mail, and we also talked about it on the podcast about how Gabby. Gabby, you mean? You said Grealish. Oh, sorry. Yeah, dear me. Very you confusing. Man. Very unprofessional. Uh, this has to be the last season at the club for Gabby. Unfortunately, um, though, people have short memories. He has been awful for over five seasons. He's shown he can't cut it at the top. This should be his swan song season. I think it will be. Yeah, It's swan song season, yeah. I'd be shocked if he was here next season. I'd, long, it must be long odds on him being here next season. I think then the next comment straight away, Jack Jennings, Gabby has looked inspired in pre-season and I reckon he could roll back the years and get 10-plus goals this season. Yeah, let him do it this season. Yep. But I don't think he'll get a contract next season. He'd have to do something, he'd have to score a goal a game to get a new contract next season. A goal, oh, a, game. a goal again. Wow. Uh, Greg Jones reckons that I'm winding you up on purpose. Last week my phone went off. I, mean, I just heard it vibrate again two minutes ago. It vibrated. It didn't, was it your wife didn't, reminding you not to laugh didn't go on off. the podcast? Uh, no, I think it was work actually. Uh, so uh, we'll have to we'll have to wrap this up fairly uh, fairly soon. It's podcast time now, Tom. Not work time. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm dedicated to the podcast, Dan. You know. Yeah. Um, he thinks that. Uh, 
I'm, I'm the Norman Wisdom of podcasts. Is that a podcast? Is that a compliment? I, I'm, not, a I'm not sure. I don't think so. And you're the Saunders of the outfit. Feel Ron. free to crack down on these amateurs and show them the red card. I mean, to be compared to Ron Saunders, that is pretty much as good as it gets, isn't it? Yeah, isn't sure. It really, so I'd rather be compared to Ron Saunders than Norman Wisdom. It's not really a football reference either, is it? Uh, no, I don't know. Are you just saying you're a clown? But Would not, you agree? But not in like a lovable way. So I'd describe myself as more of the clown. More of a lovable rogue, though. I think he's just saying you're a clown. What would you describe me as? If you're the lovable rogue, clown, knowledgeable, good-looking, uh, fashionable... I good-looking, Tom. <laughs> uh, you. What would I describe you as? Sturdy. Sturdy. Like a reliable pair of pants. Your socks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very are. much. Oh, goodness. Luke Williams... Um, Oh, no. My question for next week is, do you watch Love Island and what's your opinion of it? Nope. Nope. Matt watched it, though. Yeah, no time for that. No. Uh, I have a question for Dan, as I know who will always lean onto the side of logic and not emotion with such things. That's right. I'm going to try and not take offence to that in a in an emotional way. Uh, Ashley Hall says that one. If if Bruce uh, got got us up to the Premier League, do you think Tony Jarre will keep him for, that, uh, for the next season? Um, after he's already seen he lacks the attacking prowess in tactics, unlike younger, more modern managers of this football era. If you think he'll keep him, why? I think he'd start with him because I think it would be pretty much unheard of to get promoted with someone and then get rid of him because yeah. he's done his job. He'd get, the st- he'd get to start the season, but I think at the first sign of trouble he'd be gone. I think, that's th- I think that now, this season... The first sign of us not going anywhere near promotion, he'll be gone. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Oh, I think I think I tell you, I, I think you could. There's no way you could get rid of somebody if they get no. you promoted. Tony's a man with a plan, Doctor Tony, and he will stop at nothing to get there. I don't, I don't think it might take him longer than he originally forecasted, but he wants to get Villa one of the top teams in the country again, and he, I don't think he'll rest until he does that. So if he has to upset people on the way, I think he's prepared to do that. Max Stokes. Um, Samba, a, a better signing than Terry? I don't think so, Greg. Yeah, get out of here, Greg. <laughs> um, Talk Norwich City as well. I saw the guy that runs Talk Norwich City got a nice new job today. Did he? What did he do? What's he doing? He joined ITV, I think. I think so, he already works for them. Uh, or was he for BBC? He worked for someone before as well. Not freelance sure. work. But he... Uh, he Jack. Uh, that doesn't doesn't really matter. But he's a great chat lad, so he enjoyed the Greg Evans uh, chat there. Yeah, him and Matt are friends, though. He's just saying that because he's friends with Matt. Oh, really? If I'd have been doing that with Greg, he wouldn't have commented. Oh, Never mind. Never mind, mate. Um, Rob Henry, need a bit of luck on injuries. Well, we haven't got that. No. Um, but as long cursed. as Rob Henry's cursed us. Yeah. But as long as key players keep fit, it could be an exciting season. I, th- I still think it's going to be an exciting season. Um, I, I, I think it'll be more exciting than last. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that we're not starting with the kind of players that we want to start with, the, the Codges, um, the, the Yedinaks, the Grealishes. You know, you, we're missing a couple of key cogs there, aren't we? But it's a good marker to see what the... The squad's capable of. There's good depth there still. If we if we put out the team, I imagine we'll put out on Saturday. Then that's still a good team. So that's with players missing. Arguably two of your best players from last year, Yedinak and Kodja, and then the man you're apparently building your side around Grealish. Adoma's is out as well. Another player who was on the side of decent mm-hmm. last season. That's four important players. So yeah, uh, a few people saying. Uh, I think these are comments for for Nathan Baker. He was a rock and a warrior. Uh, It's a stupid decision. Um, We're really going to miss him, says John Perry, if if players get injured, he's saying there. 
Um, Dan, Dominic McCabe it's just one of those pieces of news I read and will never get over I question Bruce's logic he has done wonders at the back but I completely agree with Dan a Samba is great but to sacrifice Baker for him is a very questionable decision you got to remember it might not be Bruce's full decision there's a, there's a committee at Villa so it's not just Bruce these decisions have been made by Steve Round has a very big say at Villa and, and again the books need to be balanced at some point you've got to answer to the bank manager yeah, unless you're PSG, and then then you yeah. never need to. Or Neymar's dad, he's probably the bank manager's best friend, or the money he's raking in. Definitely, definitely right. I think we can call it a day there. Yeah, we're done. Happy? Think so. Yeah. Good. Excited. Looking forward to this. got a few good things obviously coming. So stay stay with us because we have got some decent videos coming up, and hopefully a fan channel first. All being well, and there was some questions sent in for Matt and I to do tomorrow at Villa when we're at Villa Park. So we'll we'll rattle them off as well yeah just if you could leave a review please the reviews have slowed down you look so desperate they've slowed down we we couldn't find ourselves in the top in the in the top charts there could we were, in, we were about 84th before and i couldn't find us before i wanted to see where we were yeah i mean in all seriousness it re- really helps the helps the show we talk about it a lot so let's not go on about it too much but if you do have time leave a review and I mean, really to be fair it. we're chuffed with the amount of people that are listening yeah to be honest we've got really good numbers on this podcast so if all those people left a review, we'd, pro- we'd probably be number one. And it looks like I might make it to the start of the season. Mm. We'll maybe I'll have a Matt talk about it tomorrow. We'll have a Tom Julian meeting. All right. Yeah. Well, until then, maybe I'll never see you again. But uh, yeah, it's been, you've been you've been okay. Thanks. You've good eleven episodes from you. Well done. Thanks. Mate. You've been okay. Should we go? Let's go. Thank you as ever for watching, listening, and interacting with us. We all really appreciate. It. We all really enjoy hearing from you there's a competition upcoming soon Ooh. as well which is just reminding me actually that I still haven't got those socks I was going to say about that sent out you need to sort that out I will get that sorted for the, you can rely on me right up the villa yeah see you later Cheers. all the best Sports Social Podcast Network with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky <gasps> No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.